0: Previewing the runners for Cox Plate Day and Grand Final Days arrive for Animo and we're fortunate enough to have James Cummings spend some time with us this morning. Good morning James.
1: Good morning Warren, how
0: are you? Very well, thank you. And sad news coming through overnight that the career of Harry White was very much interwoven with the career of your grandfather in Bart Cummings and, and Harry who was a, a legend and a Hall of Famer and a Cox Plate winner, full-time Melbourne Cup winner. Tragic news that, that Harry at the age of 78 Died overnight, and, and he was certainly, as I said, interwoven into the history of your family.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, I did not know that until until you raised it. So uh, look, that's uh, sad for his family, and prayers are with him. But uh, a wonder, yeah, wonderful jockey, and uh, gee, rich rich history, and great great uh, great partnership with my grandfather Bart, When he was in his heyday,
0: trying to create your own. Additional piece of history that you're already creating with the Cox Plate today. Let's start with with Animo. How is he going into the, the Cox Plate?
1: Oh, he's really well. Uh, everything just arrived on the, on on Grand Final day just perfectly for him. He's uh, three wins from three starts this preparation. I, I've managed him up to here to now be a fortnight into the Cox Plate, and and uh, somewhat similar to. The way I tackled the race with him when he was a much when he was a younger horse 12 months ago, um, he's uh, he's he's really feeling good and ready to ready to run the race of his preparation, which is what he's going to need to do because this Cox this 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 Cox Place they have a you know they have a a way of drawing out the absolute best best performances out of horses who are any hope at all of being competitive in the in that in that in that high pressure wait for age environment
0: different barrier draw with the cox plate and obviously the the team that, that you're involved with Dominic Verne playing a significant role there can you take us inside the thought process of selecting barrier four for Animo?
1: yeah so uh, we would we were uh, asked third in the field to select our barrier which enabled us to pick our 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 uh, most preferred draw in barrier four so we can have absolutely no complaints about the draw, the draw we've got we chose it ourselves, and uh, and we and we. Uh, I said to, I said to Dominic on I said to the Dominic on Monday night, you haven't given me you haven't given much to, much feedback yet about what barrier you you want to draw. And Dominic said, well, when was anyone going to tell me that we're choosing around barriers for the cosplay? I said, oh, sorry, Dom, we've only been doing it since 2008. We did it last year, and luckily, when I made him do his homework off the off the top of his head there on Monday night, he came up with the same answer he came up with 12 months ago. But 12 months ago, we were last. We were just about last picked, so it didn't matter. And uh, and of course, um, and of course, this time it did because we were third out. So we're, we're delighted with that. I discussed it with James McDonald. He said perfect. And uh, and we've had uh, we've had good chats about the race and how we think it might unfold. But that might count. For, you know, that counts for a lot the first half. But then, importantly, it's when the pressure goes on and the sparks begin to fly in a race like this. That's uh, that's about getting the judgment right but uh, but we've got absolute confidence in James because he's riding so well, he's backing himself, he's not overthinking it, he, but, he, but he's doing enough homework and, and he's relaying to us he, that he's on the same page. When I'm going to continue discussing the race with him like we did before the Corfield Guineas and the Corfield States last week and even with Scalacci. You know, he went three out of three. Not last week, but two weeks. He went three out of three for us two weeks ago. And he went one out of one for us last weekend with Cascadian. So uh, that gives you an idea how much confidence we've got uh, working together at the moment and uh, and those partnerships they count for a lot when the pressure goes on.
0: Animo and Paul Ailey were both part of that three out of three. We know that Animo's at his best. How'd Paul Ailey cope with the events of last night?
1: Yeah, he was pretty. he was he's got a love he's a really good temperament that horse. He was fine. I was a little worried for him once the uh, once I'd settled up and they'd gone through the tunnel and uh um you know the the crack the crack the, 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 the the, the bolt of lightning and the crack of thunder that followed soon after was some bi- of biblical proportions. So we went rushing out to make sure that he was okay, but he was perfectly fine. It was just the it was the, it was the, the the thunderous look on James McDonald's face when he had to jump off him because he said this horse is just in perfect condition. I wish they just ran the race. <laughs> so we got We got to wait a little little longer. And uh, race eleven half past six. The end of the cosplay carnival. Well, I mean, it'll be a bit of a story. But you just can't believe it, can you? I mean, they were ready to go. Um, we got so we got so close to the actual race, and uh, we just we just have to deal with it like we uh, like we deal with plenty of other plenty of other hiccups that come our way on, um, in various sh- shapes and forms throughout a horse's preparation.
0: I think David Gately and Ron Duffy were very interested in your placement of Pericles, getting him down here for the vars. You're not known for for necessarily throwing horses in the deep end too early. Tell us a little bit about Pericles. He goes around in race seven today.
1: Yeah, well, I've already been interrogated by, uh, by Ronnie Duffercy and Richard Haynes, and, you know, they followed in from Steve Hewlett and, uh, and, and Mike Maxworthy, so, you're a, this is like a record for me, the third interview, but I thought to myself, well, everyone's working hard this time of year, and, and, and it's, it's not me you want to hear from necessarily, it's just that I'm lucky enough to be in the proximity of these horses, that so we might as well share our thoughts, and, uh, and when it comes to Pericles, he was very interested in that horse on the radio this morning, Ron Dufferty. And, uh, and he does provide a little bit of a different form line coming into this Drummond Gulf vase. I like to think that he's going to relish the step up to 10 furlongs. Um, he's got the, he's got the look and the style of a horse that's gonna, that's going to enjoy, um, his, uh, utilizing his staying power. He's got excellent staying power in his, uh, pedigree, uh, uh being out of a Sinksville mare with, uh, classic contenders and, even being a even being a half brother to Helmet, who is one of the rare exceeding excel colts able to win over a mile at Group One level, so um, and he did it a couple of times, mind you, and ran in a Cox Plate. So uh, so anyway, the horse is um, strong, fresh, feeling good. He's been galloping with some top middle class horses and holding his own. and uh, And I'd like to think that he's going to be an interesting addition to this race, and hopefully he runs a big race before we consider lining him up in the. Yeah, see Derby
0: next weekend. Strong hand at, at Randwick, obviously the debutants in the Kirkham Plate. Uh, won't ask for a rundown on all of them, but is there one or two of them that you think are more the, the horses in the here and now in race one at Randwick today?
1: Oh, well, they're all they're all rather um, precociously bred. They've come along and they've put their hands up at the right time. I don't think that uh, I don't think that I'd be getting too involved in you know declaring any one of the five. And what I would say is that we should, the five of them have got slightly different build ups, but there is a goal, there is a, you know, a very important golden gift two weeks away. And so the, uh, the best of my runners who pull up fantastic and suggest to us that they're ready to run again. We'll proceed to that race. And, uh, and today will be very instructive for us at exactly the same time as it is for you.
0: Race five, you've got Criadiris with Glenn Schofield aboard from the inside draw. He's probably not necessarily going to take advantage of that in terms of settling position. How do you what, assess Criadiris today?
1: Oh, look, he, he's he look, he's running in a far easier race than he did first up at Stand Down. I've given him a bit of time between runs there to try to get him, uh, just to try to get him motivated and really get him going. But the drop drop back in class is going to give him some opportunity to show himself in a better light, and that's what we need to see from Criadiris.
0: Golden Mile following that win in the Caulfield Guineas. He's back in Sydney in the calendar presnel. How do you see him staying at the mile today?
1: Well, I think he'll run very well. He's perhaps my best-placed horse of the weekend. At set weights in his three-year-old race, he's, he's, uh, he's thrown in and uh, he's got the experience and the, and, the, and the fortitude from having competed in a hard-run group on Golden Rose and then, uh, and then floated to Melbourne. Where he's been before, he settled in perfectly and, and pulled up fantastic from the Caulfield Guineas. But that was a high, you know, there's a high pressure event, the Caulfield Guineas with the big field. So he's got that, he's got that under the hood, and the, and then hopefully he can draw on that if it becomes a, a stern battle today. But I'd love to see him show himself in a really good light and, uh, and, and head to the paddock after this run with a with an even bigger boom on his reputation before we we uh, we start the sort of the, the planning process for his autumn carnival. Which could include a Doncaster if he if he uh, if he reveals to me that at his first run at Ramwick this afternoon he absolutely
0: loves the course. The risk of sounding desperate is there a winner at Kembla?
1: <laughs> You'd never sound desperate, Warren. Uh, look, um I don't know I don't, look I'm just not quite sure how to track my play. I think they called it a heavy eight. A bit of rain around um, in New South Wales, but but not enough to call for a meeting by the sound is it? I'd uh, I'd I'd be I'd be a little bit circumspect there. I think our better chances lie elsewhere.
0: Who do you think's your best chance?
1: Oh well, look, I'd like to say Golden Mile. I think uh I think he's the, I think he's the one you should um, tune in for, and hopefully you can enjoy the uh, the rest of the the afternoon after him.
0: Thanks for joining us. Comprehensive and well rehearsed with all your media commitments this morning, James.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Warren.